0: Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now, a conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to Small Business Marketing, Then and Now. This is again Howard Walpuff, and this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. We're very fortunate today we're going to talk about events and event planning and all the details that go into some of the great events that you have gone to, will still go to uh, as things are getting better. Uh, We have Riel Jones with us today, and her company is Riel Events. And welcome to our conversation, Riel.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, you, we talked a little before this, you love events, you love getting involved and and really helping these businesses see the best out of these events. Tell us how you got started.
1: I actually got started um, planning my first event, my first dinner at eight years old. I planned my first five first dinner for my abnormally quiet Southern family. This was the first time I saw everybody live enough, they were telling us about stories from the old days of when they were children, and I fell in love with how food can bring people together, have, having a special experience, can open people up for like decades later. Like People are still talking about that dinner, not because I was eight years old doing it, but because of the feelings that they had. Um, over the years, I continued doing dinner parties and dinner events. Um, in college, at Wall Street College, I did a few embassy events. I also did this over-the-top. Alice in Wonderland themed dinner for myself in the woods and everybody pushed me into event planning, something I did not know was a thing for people um, in the business space. And um, that they're like, hey, you got something here. You actually helped uh, drastically increase the audience um, attendance, um, the number of attendees and events at the nonprofit that I supported uh, as I was a student at Wellesley, as well as uh, the participant feedback, greatly improved. And so I was, again, kind of pushed into this field, into something I love, something I thought would be something that I do in my spare time as a professional, not a full time job, which is a blessing in its own.
0: It's very exciting. It's, it's great when you get your that type of strong feedback from people. Obviously, family is a great way to start, and they definitely give you, gave you an opportunity at a young age to really express yourself, which is great. Um, and it's good that you had a good network of people in college who really helped you push you into a direction that has been successful for you. So you made that decision, you turned on the switch, you're open for business. What did you do to launch and how did you market yourself at that beginning stage?
1: And Beginning stages, I launched um, and marketed myself as a nonprofit event planner. I focused solely on nonprofit events since that was the experiences that I already had before. And I early on understood that nonprofits don't tend to fully realize their brand. They understand their mission, their values, but they don't understand their identity. And a lot of times it gets lost in translation with their events because they can tell you why you should donate, but perhaps it doesn't translate into the details or the type of event that they're hosting. Um, And so I just went around people that I knew that were part of nonprofits, like talking to them about how I could help them. I went back to my prep school. I was like, hey, you all should hire me. They did not hire me, but they introduced me to other people, which was very helpful. So really growing my network organically, word of mouth. I did do some volunteering early on where I volunteered for really big, events and they gave me small roles but i just showed that i could handle bigger um opportunities like handling the uh, special talent that they had or overseeing the auctions which people do not realize how much work goes into an auction you have to a create this insanely long list of people to ask for them to donate something to like the likelihood of someone cold calling you <laughs> and you say, yeah, I'll give you a hundred dollars uh, free of this goods or products that I have is really slim to none. Like you really have to craft a message around that and um, have to be very persistent. So kind of showing that I can do these smaller roles and then getting bigger duties along the process really helped me in building my, non- my business um, and showing my value for other, other events in the future
0: it's great that you had a network to build from and as everyone's network grows over time and so utilizing what you had while you were growing more of a business while you were getting some opportunities to Mm -hmm. show what you can do even on smaller levels really is a great way to understand all the big picture items that you need and yes i agree uh those auctions are hard those are to yeah. get the right amount of items to get to make sure that people are are understanding their role in, in participating in those auctions. A lot of people will come to an event and not worry about the auction because hey, I've already made my donation. But so right. you items have to keep people's attention and get and really grab their eye for them to want to start bidding more and and, and spending money on something else that so they can get a little bit more, walk away with some value from.
1: Exactly. And it has to be um, unique and fresh. And so that goes back into like, or goes, that goes into knowing your audience. Um, when you do events for different groups, you, you understand a, their, their personality and their types, their interests, what they like to do in their free time. Um, and you have, you learn how to market to them differently, but you also see, so if I have major donors that might be in a city that's near water, they probably get a lot of, cruises and things like that, walk, dinners that are on the cruises. So I'm not going to have that as an uh, auction item because they're probably tired of that. It's something they've done plenty of times before, or the certain like safari trips and whatnot, which like for a smaller nonprofit, this would be huge. But for a big nonprofit, um, their donors probably seen these types of uh, travel packages already. So it might not be as intriguing to them. So really getting to know them is really important. And being creative and who you ask and working with those people who might already give gifts. But like, okay, I know you give things all the time, but can we think of something out of the box and unique and challenging them? Which I know you know a bit about that with your background uh, with, uh, in the advertising.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about the right messaging, no matter what you do and how you do it. So yes. during that early point in time, what kind of role does social media play in the work that you were doing?
1: Earlier on, social, social media played, oh, that's a tough, that's tough because different points, I really wasn't as consistent as I should have been. So it could have played a much more significant role. Um, when I was really uh, consistent and I was putting out a lot of information around how to improve your bins and statistics that I found, like doing a lot of you dives in the case studies around events. I drastically increased our um, audience on on Instagram that didn't translate into customers, but it, it, it translated to me having a bigger presence. As soon as I stopped kind of promoting that those tips, I saw that engagement significantly decreased. It is really hard, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur or someone starting to create a lot of content especially if that's not your main focus you know so having a social media campaign strategy is really important I focus on them a lot when it comes to events sometimes when it comes to my own business I will say I do not always practice what I teach
0: and that's unfortunately not uncommon especially with solopreneurs there's a lot of hat you're wearing and there's a lot of things to balance and you're 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 showing that that you can really excel in the things you're doing but those small little details can go by the wayside because it's just it, it's a lot
1: uh, yeah but like you I still post and it, it's good even if you don't are aren't able to keep up a strong campaign what you do post if it is important and it's like highlighting things that you're doing people that you're connecting with like your audience appreciates that they will still share it they will engage and even if you're not completely consistent, it shouldn't deter you from engaging and starting back up or starting a new campaign. And the more you do, the easier it is to create that content. I think it's a little bit of like a hill you're going over because at first you have to figure out what does my audience really like? um, How am I going to communicate this to them? And where can I go from here? But like, once you figure out they love polls, or they love when I have a inspirational quotes around this or whatever it is, or I, they love jokes, things like that means once you get it, then it, it gets a little bit easier to pick back up. Even if you fall off the, the horse.
0: It's very true. Having a good pattern, having a good schedule of the kind of information you're posting uh, is, is really important. There's some really great schedules out there that people provide to their clients. Something you find online for free that really keep you on a, uh, on a good rhythm to make sure that something is going out on, on a regular basis so you can keep that engagement going. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good but to
1: do. Yep. Sorry. But so with events, it is crucial that you actually do keep up your social media campaign, um, which is why I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because perhaps my business, I should keep the same energy. But with events, because it is very much like we, we're, we live in a world where if it's not happening on social media, is it really happening? Is it really legit? Um, how do people know that I should be tuning into this, I should be engaging, the more they see it pop up on their news feed, the more interest they, they have, and they believe that it's legitimate, that it's going to have content worth going to and experiencing, versus it, perhaps if you, they see your event like 30 minutes before time, or, you know, their friend just texts them about your program, if their friend texts them, but they also saw your social media flyer pop up a few times. Now they're way more likely to join. So um, with events, it really is important, especially when you want to have um, impressions and you're looking to build an audience, you do need to have a, a steady campaign. So I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I, <laughs> you have to have it with your events. <laughs>
0: well, let, let's, let's, let's word it as you, you've, you've influenced your clients properly.
1: Right. <laughs> yes, I like that, I like much, that. Much, much better. Much so better.
0: You, you had somewhat of an evolution in your business because you switched markets. Tell us about that and how you got your next level of business rolling in a, in a new market, new part of the, of the country.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I was from being in Georgia, um, where I'm originally from. So I had that, that network that I grew up in and I, um, I had from my family and going to school and all of that to um, a completely new state, I went to Michigan. So I had no family here, no connections, no network at all. I just knew that at that time, Detroit was kind of on a comeback. And a large part of Detroit was getting the economic turns with the nonprofits, And the nonprofits were raising multi-million dollars a year and like putting like 90% of that money right back into the community. It wasn't like we're making all this money and holding on to this capital for the future. It was like, uh, we're keeping Detroit afloat. So I saw as an event planner who witnessed some of the events that we're doing, we're a part of their campaigns to do great work, but didn't really tell the story why we should give to them and why this program was so significant. It didn't have their brand that I could come up here and I could show them about your identity and your purpose and tying it into your events. And at first it was much tougher than that. <laughs> having the the messaging that I crafted in Georgia didn't completely fit for Michigan because it is a different community. It is a different culture up here than, the, than Georgia. Um, and I had to really adapt to what people were telling me. I had to, um, which was like, you need to know Detroit first. I got a lot of people telling me like, you're an outsider, you need to know about us first. And so I really started to know, I mean, grassroots people, uh, people in the different nonprofits organizations. And because I authentically was learning about the communities and the, not the missions that I wanted to help represent as an event planner, they started to um, share my information. Um, I started to get clients organically that way. From them talking about, I know Riel. She's really passionate about this. She's not from here, but she's showing up to X number of meetings. You know, she's have um, offered her assistance where she can, and I've been able to grow my business up here that way. Again, t- hearing people's feedback and having that organic word of mouth. And I was written up in a couple of newspapers, like the Michigan Chronicle, so that definitely helped too.
0: That that it definitely helps uh, having. Good publicity and getting word out is 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 extremely important it's good that you were able to tap into that as part of this rebuild of your network and uh and, and relationships uh it, it's hard to start a new market i, I moved from new york to jacksonville and then trying to create a whole new network is uh is a task and but if you're able to do it and you are able to to do it with the right people, you're able to um, assist you in different ways and you're able to assist them. That's that's part of the key of networking.
1: And I bet that was a bit of a change for you because I, when I imagine New York, you know, very fast paced, very like, I don't know, like the education, like, I don't know, like the, the way that like y'all address business and y'all show up to business versus like in the South, it's very different. Like it's a very different culture, different, different pace, like, how was that for you going from New York to Florida?
0: You learn a lot of different things. You learn a lot of different, um, There's a different style of the business in, in multiple markets because I was able to travel around to different places and and have meetings and everyone, every place has their own different style. Jacksonville style is definitely different than New York City's, but I definitely embraced it and uh, been here for a long time. So it's uh, it's what I'm used to at this point, which is a good thing. I love it. So you- And better weather. And the weather is, yes, <laughs> especially during uh, the, the winter, you don't miss being up north that much. You haven't limited yourself to just events. Now, you've done some great events and really have, have helped a lot of different uh, nonprofits to grow their, uh, their directions because the funds that brought in from these events. But you- mm-hmm. Saw an opening over the course of this past year, and uh, and it did a little. You created something really special that I've, that has more life than just one event. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, last year, I realized a couple things were happening over um, the start of the COVID pandemic. I realized that there was a lot of conversations around um, how. The pandemic went, was impacting Black America, and specifically, just very traumatic stories were like being shared everywhere. And I, as a Black American, I really wasn't hearing much dialogue around why Black Americans were having a higher mortality rate and being impacted so greatly. Nor was I hearing ways that we can combat them, like the impact of COVID for our physical health, um, secu- making sure that. The wealth in our communities across america wouldn't be depleted that we wouldn't lose ground educationally if we were off for a year what would happen to us and then also what would happen in our homes you know being forced to be at home all day uh, for a lot of people out of the desire of wanting transparent information from our leaders and not receiving it i decided to use my event planning background and the network that i've accumulated over the last well, I guess 10 years starting, you know, before um, I started my business. Over the last 10 years, uh, to create a space, a safe space where Black Americans and allies can come together to talk about the cornerstones of Black America be- before the pandemic, how COVID impacted us, and then what can we do to uh, protect the Black communities going forward. I thought this was gonna be a four week summit, a one time experience that again, I would get all these people together, a free event, so no paywalls to get this information or to be able to communicate with these leaders. We had uh, Netflix, Disney, Rock Nation, um, Third Sector, uh, senators join us, like all these different people, teachers, all these different people join us to have a really great conversations. And as a result, not only did each week we our audience increase by 200 percent, but I also had a huge push to continue these conversations to build out this safe space um, for our Black Americans um, and allies to come together to educate ourselves where we can unite and we can create strategies that perhaps we just implement it in our personal lives or we implement it in our communities so that we can make a better America for everybody and ultimately so we could be inspired, you know, that there's positive stuff happening <laughs> and that we can create positive change. And so um, now, like you said, it went from being a, a one event to being a, a full brand. So we have the Black America podcast. We have our next Black America summit happening in June and then a Black and Asian solidarity event, anti-anti, happening May 20th and 21st.
0: That is remarkable. Uh, to be able to covid brought opportunity in addition to the challenges and the many challenges that it brought you saw that door of opportunity and you really blew it wide open with a, with an event like this which now grows into multiple pieces that uh, that is ongoing so definitely congratulations to you on on doing something like this and thank you ha- how did when you saw the results of, of bringing all these people together, how did that make you feel?
1: I was actually really blown away. Um, I was doing this as like moonlighting because I have a full-time job, <laughs> which was like giving me more things during this time because everybody had just more stuff happening. Um, and so as someone who was doing this from their I- iPad and like just calling up people that I knew, I was blown away about how many people were like, I might not be a great fit, but I know this person was a better fit. And it just growing that way. And like, I can't wait to join this. I'm gonna be here the whole time. Um, just the authentic support really surprised me and warmed my heart. And also helped me through a really tough time um, emotionally because of like re- hearing all this traumatic stuff. And I also started before the protest. So I started planning before the protest and then the protest was happening. So um, having this, the, the love and support from our diverse community just, it, it means more than I can put in the words. Obviously, I'm struggling to put into words. <laughs> it yeah, just, it re- it's a, overwhelming. It's real,
0: real feelings, which is, which is fantastic. And I really I wish you the best as, as these next events go on and juggling all the different pieces of your schedule in, in, in doing so. So while this is going on, so we're going take a step back and we, we introduced COVID through, through the, the new event. How did your mm-hmm. business, um, how was it affected by COVID and how did you really adjust to trying to run events when people aren't going outside?
1: So it actually picked up quite a bit because after doing Black America Summit, a lot of people saw how well my event went off. Um, mind you, I thought of Black America Summit in May. I held the event in June. So each week, I was still putting panels together. So people were coming just off the strings of what we were doing in event, the panels that we had before. Not even that they were coming because they knew Netflix was going to be in the building. It was kind of like a delightful surprise that you have this huge like, senior leadership person of um, like the C-suite joining from these different companies but it was just the conversations um and so what ended up happening was a lot of other people were like I'm holding this virtual festival because every other year we had it in person and I know that you're able to do the technical aspect of it and from the audience perspective it went off without a hitch you know um and so I got actually had an influx of clients from all over and not just in Michigan because they were virtual so I had people like in Boston, I had some people in the South, as well as um, other Michiganders ask me for help.
0: That's outstanding. And your story is, is not the usual one you've been hearing from the pandemic. Yes, there are people, especially in, in the event category, there are some people who right. figure out how to create certain events. Most people shut down business altogether because they had a they had to do the, the worst thing. They had to get back deposits because the, no one knew when these events were going to happen.
1: Um, yeah.
0: It's fantastic that you were able to find
1: those openings. And it is interesting because I'm actually, I focus on business and corporate events versus like personal, like bridal showers, birthdays, weddings, and things like that. So um, while well, a lot of marketing departments were deciding how to use their money and pulling money back, they're also diverting it in other ways and wanting to put on other types of programs versus a wedding, perhaps you might try to wait, you know, to see can we hold out until this is after this because you don't have that business goal. Like you're not motivated by a bottom line or by like that purpose that you put out. Like it's more just on our time. It's it's a little bit different, you know? So I'm grateful for that. And that might be a reason why I wasn't impacted the same way as some other planners.
0: Well, it, it's it tells a great story. It tells a lot about you and what you what you bring to an event, what kind of results you bring to the the, the companies you're working with, and uh, really shows that there's a lot of great events coming your way as things open up. And it can be online. It can continue to be online. We're going to all live online yeah. a lot more than we ever have before. So. If someone has that dream of creating an event outside and so, or, or finding that right online events, what's the best way for them to contact you to, for them to, uh, to work with you and, and, uh, and obviously you bring your magic to uh, what they're trying to do to create?
1: Yeah, so if they want an enchanting, engaging, well-executed events with high returns, they can go to www.reel.com events.com that's r-i-e-l-l-e-e-v-e-n-t-s.com and uh there's a contact form you can uh, contact me and then you can also follow like black america summit on any social media at black america summit that's our handle
0: oh that's fantastic real this was really great because it's 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 wonderful to hear Great stories of what people's experience have been from uh, during 2020 into 2021 but really the, the the way you've built your business the kind of successes you've had uh, and early on in this career that you're building a really fantastic and, and a great message for small business owners that you just have to keep focusing and find something you love to do and do it yeah
1: and listen to people listen to people that's something I've learned throughout my whole journey
0: to listen. Well, you obviously listen to the right people and it's fantastic (laughs) to share with us today. So thank you very much for joining this conversation. Thank you. And thank you all for joining this as well. This has been really great to hear such a great success story and especially over the course of this year. So please check out her information and learn more about what kind of events that you can plan with Real. But uh, thank you again to Profit Master Business Solutions So go out, have a great day today, and we will see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.